Yo, run it, run it back. What's good? What's good? Welcome to episode 11 of Run It Back Podcast. This is Dan. Today I got Kev with me. Keith is not with us today. R.I.P. R.I.P. Keith. Um, jump. So slow news week. Actually, before we jump into the topics, we should mention that we're not going to be releasing an episode next week. Taking a week off for the holidays, you know. And then we're going to come back the week after that to do our year-end wrap-up to talk about all the projects and shit like that. So stay tuned for that. This year flew by, man. I know, it did. And a whole bunch of shit came out that we got to talk about. So should be a good episode. Let's get into it. So, music that came out, starting off with Vic Mensa. He dropped his EP called Hooligans. Kev, what'd you think? Well, I mean, right before we got on air, I was telling you, I listened to it probably once, and I can't re- recall a single song from it. I mean, f- from just looking at the track list, I remember it's fairly consistent of Vic Mensa. I think he did his thing on it. He had good verses he he experimented with some melodies which were a little bit out of his typical range which is good and i did enjoy the outcome but i think just overall as a project there wasn't anything stand out about anything notable it was kind of mediocre what about you so when i saw he had a song with ty dollar sign g herbo and g easy um right just from the track list i was excited to hear it it's an eight song project so um, it was easy to listen to But to me It wasn't as good as his last album His last one called um, There's a lot going on Like there was a message throughout the whole thing And there was a variety of different vibes Which this one has as well But that one Like I love that album a lot From his rapping to the message To the melodies and sh- everything I love that one a lot And this one for me it didn't do it And with Vic if you listen to his freestyles on youtube like all his sway freestyles or whatever radio station he goes on he kills that shit and i don't know if he's had a song where he's spazzing the way he's been spazzing on these radio stations but i mean it's kind of different when you're doing a radio freestyle versus a fully formed track right you if you you can't assemble a whole album full of radio freestyles that's just not gonna work you're not gonna get yeah. any playtime. only really hardcore rap fans like that stuff so you gotta find a balance right you need to find structure and choruses that catch and stuff like that and these features with these types of features like Ty Dolla Sign G Herbo G Easy he's definitely going for a wider appeal um, yeah but look at the freaking artwork <laughs> that well, shit looks scary as fuck well, he's always had that kind of rocker image to him, right? Yeah. So it kind of works. Uh, that being said, I, I don't think I gave it a fair shake. I'd probably listen to it some more before I really did any serious reviewing of this. So even if I give it an initial rating, it'll be tentative. Might be might be something we have to revisit at the year-end wrap-up. Yeah. I think the song with Ty was definitely one of the best ones. The one here in the background now, Reverse with GEZ, that's one of the good songs on the project as well. But again, for me, the fact that it didn't live up to the previous album, like it wasn't up to that same level, it took away f- from it a little bit for me. So, but yeah, I'm with you with what you said. I maybe listened to it like twice. So I don't know if I'm giving it the just do it deserves, but just that two times that I went through it, like, like you said, I agree. It wasn't anything like crazy. So if you were to ha- ha- um, rate it, what would you do? I'd, right now, I'm sitting at a 2.5 and a keep just so I can listen to it again. I'm going to have to agree with that just to start. I feel like this might be something i might revise up in the future because just from what i remember there were some interesting ideas in there but a lot of it did sound pretty typical if you haven't listened to his last one there's a lot going on i highly recommend you to go check that one out that one is super fire um kodak black dying to live what you think of this waste man right here 
<laughs> I don't know if he's a waste man, but I sometimes I, he's a waste man. He is, but I don't know. I think he's a little better than a lot of the really hood rappers. I, it, overall, I enjoy Kodak. Uh, he has the same problem a lot of the younger rappers have right now, and it's way too many tracks, and just it's difficult to digest it, right? Uh, one of the there there were a few good standout tracks. I mean, we've heard ZZ for months now. It's a it's a big hit. And then there were a couple other standouts. I think the problem is he's kind of recycling the same types of flows and melodies. So after two, three projects of this stuff, it's getting dry. But he he does have other new melodies, but maybe in two or three tracks. I gotta pull up the track list. Dan, what did you think? So just in terms of the tracks, I was feeling the first one, Testimony, ZZ obviously. The one with Juice uh, Juice World is nice as well. And the one that was my favorite is track number 12, Close to the Grave. That one is really dope. So, sonically, this album isn't his best. Like, I liked his previous one better. Um, But in terms of, like, the content and his lyrics, I think he's matured a bit. So, just this thing that I showed you before we started recording. Um... I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Drake said that this new Kodak album is one of his favorite albums in the last five years. And I saw this today and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Is there something wrong with my ears? Or was I listening to the same album or did Drake get some different version of this album? I think the big thing is Kodak has seen a lot of success lately and he is rapping about his experiences with that success and it is honest and there's a maturity to it right and i think that's what drake is gravitating towards we're not rich rappers we don't relate to a lot of the problems they have right yeah i respect the maturity and the content you can definitely see it he talks about like the troubles that he's been through and just a lot of stuff that he wasn't really talking about before it's not all about that like ignorant street shit when you frame it in that perspective, I actually do think it is a is a good step in the right direction. I'm looking at the track list, track list now and reminded of he makes reference to Malcolm X and then there are a yep. lot of tracks about like you said his his trials and tribulations especially with jail time and whatnot. And there's and like I said there's a bit of an honesty there which helps, right? Because most rappers are always trying to put on a front and he's not doing that in this case. I just think sonically it wasn't very interesting for the most part. I like the Juice World stuff, but I think that's mainly because I like Juice World. Yeah. More than it being because of Kodak's writing. I think he could cut out maybe three to four songs to make it a little shorter project, easier to listen to, so it doesn't get played out like you said. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed his lyrics, which is not something that I look forward to when I listen to Kodak. Um, So... If I were to rate it, fuck, I'd give it a three out of five. I'd give it a three out of five and I'd keep it because I don't see myself coming back to listen to the whole project. But there's certain songs that I'll put on a playlist or maybe I'll just listen to those. I think for the same reasons that Dan mentioned and plus the fact that there was a step up in terms of the content and its maturity, I would probably revisit this one more time. So it's a three and a key for me as well. Uh, Maybe this is something I'll reevaluate again, but for now, let's keep it at a three. So with this new um, Spider-Man anime movie that just came out this weekend... It's not anime, it's animated. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, animated. Um, they dropped the soundtrack, Spider-Man, uh, into the Spider-Verse. And what was really cool was, Kev, I don't know if you've seen, in the in the cartoon from the little clip that i seen, yeah, the guy wears these Jordan 1s, and they're called the Spider-Man Jordan 1s, and they dropped it the same day the movie came out so i thought that was pretty cool marketing schemes and the jordans are pretty fire too so i'm not gonna lie they look like the original ones yeah they do it's It's the laziest design the bottom is the gum the bottom the blue ones yeah the new ones 
Yeah, and it's like has like little prints on it, which is yeah. different. But it looked pretty cool, and it was like a cool idea for them to have that shoe in the movie and then release it on the same day. I think sne- sneakerheads and comic book nerds are gonna eat that shit up, but I don't know. It's not fooling me. It looks like the original ones to me. Yeah, the, they just not took, the band, but the red and whites. Right? They took the classics and just remixed made something. Yeah, remixed it. But in terms of the music, mm-hmm. you know what I thought? What? I thought it was a little bit like childish rap to me i don't know maybe so, it's because obviously the movie is animated like we said right it's a pg movie but there's heavy hitters on this album man post malone sway lee Jaden, and uh, amine is on there juice world little wayne ty vin staples so there's a lot of big names on this album so I mean, I don't know if it was childish. I think it is skewing to a younger audience, mainly because of the movie. But, and I don't know if there's a general trend in these movie soundtracks to skew more towards hip hop. And I think we talked about it very briefly before. But I, th- I think most of the time the execution is horrible. Think about Creed, right? Yeah. But I think they did a pretty good job here because the, while it was mostly hip hop, they sort of hit a wide range of hip hop, right? Even Juice World's on there, Post is on there, Sway's on, Sway Lee's on there, and all the and other Noel guys. Anuel is listed. on there. Anuel, right? They got yeah. the Spanish guys. Yep. And they got Bantu, too. The man just came out of jail and he's already dropping a hook. Yep. But I think it's. And, and when you put it in the context of a Spider Man movie, you know, it's set in New York and it's a lot of ethnic diversity and especially urban ethnic di- diversity so you got the jamaican flavor you have the that latin flavor because miles morales is what was it, puerto rican dominican or something like that so it fits well with that and it fits it feels very new york in that sense and it's it's got a wide enough appeal that you're going to get the kids and the hip hop heads into it as well right i enjoyed it and i think for a couple reasons one the variety uh, they picked really good artists to do it uh, and then the other thing is just production was top notch and just the songwriting that went with it was good what do you uh, think um, okay oh, I, for- I forgot what I was going to say for a second I zoned out um, so I think sometimes with the soundtrack you need to watch the movie and see where certain songs come on and stuff like that and that will make you gravitate towards that song because the next time you listen to that song, the specific scene where it came on is going to come into your mind and you're always going to remember that. So I feel like if I watch the movie and I hear some of these songs come and depending on what's taking place within that scene, if it's a fight scene or whatever, if it's a sad scene and one of these songs come on, it will give it a little bit more context and I feel like it will be, a, it'll be more memorable for me. But overall it was okay i think if i were to compare this to the creed soundtrack i would say the creed one is better actually yeah the creed one is better yo there's a Nas and rick ross track on that soundtrack that is so fucking fire that doesn't save the soundtrack no soundtrack has like 80 percent skippable songs i don't know i i feel like it's because i watched the movie and this just goes to what i was just saying with right now so i feel like I remember it. I remember some of those songs more because I watched the movie. So I feel like if I watch this one, I'll get a higher level of appreciation for these songs and the album overall. Okay. So coming from a perspective where I haven't seen either movie and I'm just listening to the music as a collective playlist as a whole, I I would say the Spider-Man one is much better and the song selection is much better. There's more depth to it and more thought put together. The variety is definitely better. Yeah. Uh, so some of the standout tracks for me on this would be the Juice World track Hide and then Memories and I really like the opening song What's Up Danger with Black Caviar and Blackway but overall I think it's just like an enjoyable listen I'm going back I'm looking at the Creed 2 soundtrack looking at these songs I'm trying to see if it's actually better or not look man it, it was very repetitive there's big names on here. Big Jay names Cole's doesn't on. mean good music. Yeah, it doesn't. Hundred percent. 
Trust me. Try to listen to that whole thing in one sitting again. Tell me that it was no, a good album. No, some songs will get tired. Some songs will come on and I'll just skip right away. But then you can't evaluate. Okay, it like I can't that. say it's much better. I'll take my statement back. I can't say it's much better. I'll say they're on the same level. Before we get into ratings, one thing I do want to note, sort of on the topic of this hip hop and soundtracks. Whoever is doing these selections, they're getting much better at it. I, like, even if th- you don't really like this soundtrack, I think you have to admit that whoever put this together has a pulse on what's going on in the industry because it's a wide gamut. You got Ski Mask, the Slump God, and then you have Amine. Yeah, they then, took some and pretty Wayne talented and people. It's all over the place, but it's it's all people who are relevant and or making starting to make noise so that was pretty cool for ratings i would say three and a half and a repeat for me jeez i would give this a 2.5 and it's a keep for me give it a listen again i i think you might reassess that change my mind yeah what would you say 3.5 3.5 repeat yes Alright, cool. Uh, I will watch the movie, but I'm not but not in the theater, so I'll wait till I can watch it online. But uh, music wise, some some new guy that I just found on Apple Music on a few days ago when I was just looking at the recently released stuff. Uh, this guy named Chris the Spirit. He dropped his um, project called The Prana. Um, listen to it. I was fairly surprised. I so, get, how did you find this guy? So, yeah, every every Friday or Saturday, I just go on iTunes or on Apple Music and I scroll through like the new release projects in the hip hop category and the R and B category. And I saw this, so I was like, okay, let me just add it so I can listen to it and see how it is. And then right when I listened to it, I was like, holy shit, found some new dope talent. Um. Just standout tracks before you give your thoughts on it. The first song, Lemonade, is super dope. Number four, I'm Straight, is fire. And Hands Up, number eight. Those three were like my favorite. So for the audience, the the fourth track, I'm Straight, is the one playing right now in the background. And so when I first gave this a listen, I didn't know what to expect. I was pleasantly surprised at his uh, ability to write and rap. Uh there's just well-constructed bars it's it's nothing mind-blowing in terms of depth and metaphors or anything but it's he knows how to ride the pockets and his flow is crazy his flows are good and it's not repetitive he he definitely plays with in an album with how many tracks is this nine nine tracks he definitely has a wide variety of flows and he pairs it with a good beat selection and his two features are all pretty strong and then when I looked into it, I was pretty surprised to find out he's from Montreal. So, you know, Canada represent. Canada stand up. We got talent up here. No, Nothing this- else to do but work. <laughs> Too cold. This guy is super dope. Someone that I'll definitely be keeping my eye on moving forward. and looking forward to hearing new music from him as well. So definitely check out the project. It's called The Prana. P-R-A-N-A. And his Chris- name's Chris the Spirit. Yep. So Chris what would with you a K. Um, rating wise I was fairly surprised and I think he's super talented I'd give it a 3.5 and a repeat for me I think I'm in agreement on this one it's a 3.5 and a repeat moving on someone Kev put me on Kev I'll let you do the intro so I actually don't know a whole lot about them other than the fact that they're local. I like to support local talent where I can. So they're called Beach Season and they do R&B slash pop with that sort of Toronto, Toronto sound. I don't know if you can call it a Toronto sound anymore. Uh, the album's called Time and Place. It's a little more than the dark down tempo stuff that you typically hear from a Toronto R&B artist. They, they do the, ma- ma- how do you say, Majid Jordan type of thing. Kind of. And then they do a little bit more dancey, four-on-the-floor uh, pop beats as well. So they're, they're definitely experimenting with different things. Uh, what did you think, Dan? So right in the beginning when I first started playing it, I thought it was like going to be... Actually, you can still kind of say it's hipster R&B. 
It definitely is. Yeah, hipster R&B. If I were to categorize this project, I would say it's hipster R&B. But there are certain songs that I enjoyed a lot. And it is seven songs, so it was super easy to get through. And I don't think there was a whack song on there. And it was just like a new, fresh sound that I enjoyed. So It definitely is a vibe thing. And I think with seven tracks, they it's were a vibe, to- fam. It's a vibe. Yes, fam. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they were able to experiment in that relatively short time and execute it well. Uh, I liked Best Behavior. And it's definitely a standout track because they even got Maddo to re- remix it. And that's their sort of bonus track after the outro. They have a pretty nice That's strong like the out- dancey, up- upbeat one, right? Uh, it's the one playing in the background right now. I don't no, know no, if you no, would the call remix. It. Oh, the remix? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was dope that it had different... There was variety. There was like a little slow stuff. And then at the end, they picked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And they had that signature Toronto sound in one of the tracks too I can't remember which track it was specifically uh, rating wise I would say it's between a 3 and a 3.5 so I'm going to go with a 3 and a repeat mainly because for some of the more upbeat stuff that's not really my my jam I, I mean maybe in the summer this would be a better fit but overall I do enjoy this project yeah I'm with you 100% the upbeat stuff it's winter time here, man. It gets dark too early. I can't be listening to that shit. In the summertime, I can see myself bumping to that, dancing, whatever. But hipster R&B, even the artwork is mad hipster now that I'm looking at it. They call it PB R&B. <laughs> um, Rating-wise, I think I would agree with you. Three out of five on a repeat. So once again, that's beach season, and their project is called Time and Place. It's definitely not beach season up here, folks. No, I wish it was. Um, let's see. Fuck it. Yo, you know what, Kev? I think we might have to call Keith. All right. Keith has been defending Kanye. You know, you know. If you're listening to the part, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know Keith is a huge Kanye fan. So with all the shit going on between Kanye and Drake, I think it's only right we give Keith a call. We need to consult the expert. Yeah, we need to we need to hear what he has to say on Kanye's behalf. Hello, hello, hello. Keith, how's it going? How's it going? This is Dan oh, and Kev wow. calling from the Running Back Podcast. Oh, who is it now? You are caller number nine. <laughs> Never, never heard of it. Who are you guys? You're our winner tonight. What I win? All right, Keith. Free, free trip to China. We know you've seen all the bullshit that Kanye's been tweeting about, all the shit between him and Drake, and we know Kanye's your man. So we called to see what <laughs> you got to say on his behalf. How the hell do I defend this crap? What the hell? So My goodness, it looks like he finally listened to sicko mode, and he feels oh, some man. way about that. So what, what, what's your take as the resident hey, Kanye expert? <laughs> Kanye uses top three. No, um, yo, Travis <laughs> is on good beats, bro. So I don't know. Hey, you're signed a good. You can't be getting on a track with someone that's going to be dissing the main man on that label. So I don't know how that play, played out for his team because, man, that that song was straight fire. And hey, bro. Kanye has mans a are, to be angry about Mans it. are arguing that that's the song of, that might be the song of the year. Hey man, it's nominated, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez, but that's bro. good music's fault for not having the review process, right? It's like clearly Kanye should have listened to the album and if he had some if he had any grievances, he should have said it before the album came out. I don't think or Kanye even the first is week, too focused. Man. Hey man, Kanye, you can tell from his tweets. That man is not focused on what's going on with music i think he's focused more on his fashion industry and all that other bs because clearly this man is on some bible versus type shit posting twitter we have his twitter feed open right now and just scrolling through the last three days it's been non-stop one of the one one interesting thing is uh and keith you're probably more attuned to this you you know who hideo kojima is right for the Uh, metal gear creator I've heard of him. Let's explain more. I've heard of that name. I can't. So in between ranting about Drake and Travis, 
and his his uh whatever his fashion brand and bible verses randomly out of nowhere he's like oh i heard hideo's in new york someone know how to get in touch with him we need to talk so that's kind of interesting if anything comes to fruition from that i mean they're both two creative geniuses so i i think that'd be great if they got together to do something i think his twitter (laughs) feed is like a good example of like shit that he might be going through like his mind is all over the place He's dropping Bible verses. Twitter, he's talking about Drake and Trav. Then he's talking about this guy, that guy. In my opinion, someone needs to take that fucking phone out of his hands. <laughs> That's what him and Trump have in common, it. right? They both need to get the fuck off Twitter. Bro, get That's off right, bro. Twitter, man. <laughs> hey, man. Trump is trying to address the country and tell them what's going on, you know? <laughs> you know what it is? Anyway, I, I also think... Because he has new Yeezys coming out this weekend. So he has a week, new Yeezy every weekend. Every weekend. I felt like these tweets and this whole shit that he... Bro, look, everybody is talking about this. All the hip-hop news media outlets are talking about this. So it's great exposure and coverage for him and his Yeezys coming out. And I feel like every time he has Yeezys coming out, there's always some shit with Kanye. I don't know because Kanye is really pushing it even though being a creative genius as he is there's got to be a limit to it man like for me it's getting too out of hand with this guy it's getting ridiculous like I don't even want no Yeezys anymore the guy is becoming such an, a fool now because he's just playing into their hands man Drake is playing the game right Kanye is just falling into it making himself look like a dumbass well I think that was his biggest problem he's trying to air out all his family dirty laundry on Twitter and I feel Ooh, like Drake? a lot of this stuff Ooh. needs to be re- uh, resolved off air, right? It, it, yeah, because I don't know why Kanye's putting it out for everyone else to see. Keep it private, but clearly, yeah, keep it private. He has other plans or other intentions. I don't know. Keith, since you've been, you know, riding with Kanye, so between this whole Drake and Kanye thing, Ariana Grande tweeted saying, "Oh, my oh gosh, why are you bringing wait, what did she say? This? Oh, she's like." Uh, you guys are grown men online, whatever, whatever. She's like, <laughs> but right now, Miley and I are dropping a beautiful new song tonight, so go, go check it Cyrus? out. You feeling Isn't conflicted? Because like... I know you're trying to bop that. Yeah, I'm trying to bop that. Yo, shout, shout out Hannah Montana. But no, <laughs> like, seriously, on a serious note, I don't know why Ariana Grande is getting on this because Pete Davidson's still salty and she had to go to him or some stuff because he was like, feeling all depressed or some shit i don't know i read something bro it was the hottest feed on twitter so she's like fuck it let me just jump in there and plug my new song yeah why not right (laughs) miley cyrus ain't gonna do that much to be honest man for sure at this point i just feel bad for kanye i think he needs help (laughs) he might be off his medication which he might have mentioned in his uh, Twitter, he, he but his fucking feed is, is so long. I'm not gonna take the time to go through it and see if he actually said it or not. Well, he talked. I think the last couple days, it's been nonstop. He's been using it as a platform to bring awareness to mental health, and he's he he did sort of talk shit about how Drake went at Kid Cudi while he was down with the whole depression thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, man. Okay. We empathize with you. You're definitely suffering from mental mental health issues. Go get some fucking help, man. Twitter ain't gonna help you. I don't know. Some people are different, man. They need other ways to vent out what they're dealing with. And Twitter could be one of his ways. You can see what he did on Instagram. That man was going off. You know what? Doing all kinds of shit, you know? You're definitely right. I think now it kind of makes sense. He's treating Twitter as a fucking therapy session and just he's venting and letting all his thoughts come out. It, it could be. I mean, he could be reading the comments and seeing hate, positivity, and whatnot. That could be something. If he has a psychiatrist, I don't know if he should have a psychiatrist. But that could be one thing that that person recommended for him to do. I mean, out of this whole debacle, one great thing I saw in the tweets was this one in, on December 15th where he's like, I'm loving the new music I've been working on. Six months off meds, I can feel me again. Remember when Dark Fantasy came out? I used to tweet a storm also. See, I told you he's been off his fucking meds. <laughs> Was anyone Kev, surprised he's off his meds? Kev found out. Yo, this man is off his meds for six months? Yo, no, that's a it lot. It makes a lot of sense when you put weeks. that in context. No wonder he's bugging. 
probably off his mind for two weeks. You see him dancing at Travis' con- trap. Was he at tra- who's con? No, the Cuddy's concert, right? You see him dancing there. Holy moly! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I know what else. you're talking about. <laughs> Yo, that man is done up. Seriously, so, but um, he also tweeted saying, "Yo, I'm looking to do a serious interview." And then Joe Rogan replied to him, and he was like, "Yo, yeah. I'd be happy to do it if you're down." Bro, so I'd be, I feel Joe like that would be a crazy episode. Yo, if it's good enough for Elon, it's good enough for Kanye, right, Keith? Yeah, bro. Seriously, bro. If he can get on there, Joe Rogan is that's gonna be the most viewed episode ever. That would be the dopest shit if uh, podcast history. Definitely, that would be somewhere where he can vent everything. But I feel like it's a good it's a good therapy session for him because Joe Rogan is one of those guys that can actually make you look and see from different perspectives that's how joe rogan is he's open to different people and different views on life so he's not gonna judge man he's not gonna judge bro he had freaking what's his name ben shapiro he had alex jones on there (laughs) any of the craziest what can go wrong i feel like he might be the right person to do this I don't see him going yeah, on Hot 97. I don't see him going on Breakfast no. Club. No, what the hell's the wrong platform? Yeah, wrong platforms to go. No. Keith, before we let go. you go, there was a poster yeah. I've seen on Instagram. A Sonic movie is on the way, dropping in 2019. <laughs> you seen that? Bro. I'm done. No, no thanks. I don't want that. You don't want that? There's enough stupid stuff coming out. No. Leave Sonic alone. Let him. Let his legend live on forever. Sega. <laughs> It's hard to make it make that into a movie. There's barely much of a story there anyway, yeah. right? Well, they're just gonna be running around catching rings. <laughs> what? Keith, one more thing. What, any uh, movies or TV shows you've been looking at or excited for? Movies, TV shows, shit. Aquaman. That's it. Aquaman. Disney takeover next year. What else is coming out? Oh, there's a new uh, Jordan Peele movie coming out. Teased. I don't know. Is, oh yeah, yeah, there is that poster. I yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Fox you're right. And Michael B. Jordan working on something, cooking something up. That might be fire. No one knows what's going on. But no, hey, nothing really. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some movies that are gonna, you know, be in time for the Oscars that are gonna do not great numbers, but are gonna be Oscar worthy for sure. All right, man. Thanks for picking up. Yeah, you bro. didn't really Anytime. defend Carney like we thought you you would, but hey, giving up on him. Shut up, hey man. No, I love Carney forever. I love Carney <laughs> forever. But hey, y- y'all didn't even talk about it, bro. Drake is t- talking all this shit, but hey man, Forty dropped it. Forty dropped the ball. What, what I gotta say? Obio Drake said 40. It? What do you mean, Drake? Drake, you got breaking news for us or what? He said it. Hey, Obio Forty. Yeah, I mean. 80. It, what do you do in this situation? What would you do, Keith? Would you keep him on the camp in the camp? You kind of have to. Yeah, you have made to. Your bro. Career. You've been riding for that man for how long now? He, like the man dropped the ball, but even though he was on an HBO series saying how oh, Kanye this, Kanye that, like push a address all that shit on Joe Budden. So I'm rolling with good music on this one, but but that's your lawn, boy. You up. never. You never air out that type of laundry. If you got a problem, if if you're Drake and you have a problem with Forty, you're gonna take that out privately. Drake's not. No, Drake's not going to have a problem with 40. He just wants to beef with Kanye because he thinks Kanye did it. But reality of it is, hey, bro, 40 dropped it. 40 dropped it. Tell him Pillow talking gets you killed. Hey, bro, <laughs> can't be telling these toes what's going on in their lives. Hey, he was feeling himself that night. He, he got a little too comfortable around the girl. Very he was in Marvin's room. Comfortable. He <laughs> Marvin's hey, room. <laughs> Whoa. He didn't, he didn't get the non-disclosure. He did. All right, man. And the, yeah, I appreciate your call. Have a good yeah, night, well, sir. Well, you called. I don't know. Hey, you just wanted brother. to hear what you had to say. <laughs> hey, you gonna be on Fortnite tonight? Uh, maybe. We <laughs> we'll talk voice. about it later. <laughs> Dusty Devo, DD. You like the <laughs> We'll talk to you later, bro. All right, easy, later, Keith. Peace. Thanks. Peace, Kev. Easy. That was our local Kanye expert. Yo, I'm gonna change his name to Yeezy Top Three on my phone. That's Mr. Easy Top 3. Mr. Easy Top 3. Um, let's see. Kev, Offset. Yes, sir. He realized he fucked up. He shouldn't have fucked one of those Barbie dolls or whatever they're called. <laughs> He's got a type. This man went on stage, apologized on Instagram. That's a bitch move. You know what you did. You got to... St- 
just take it like a man and live with it, man. But I feel like in order for her to accept the apology, he had to be super public with it. So it's like he's doing it in front of all these people in front of the whole world instead of just doing it with her in, in private. Did she accept it, though? No, not yet. I, I don't think so. Cardi's too big and she's too much of a, you know, there's too much girl power going there. She's not going to take take a guy like him back, right? I don't think no, so. No, not anytime soon. But you can't he's let a him- fool for airing this all out in public man yeah i mean their relationship was so public and the freaking alleged side chick came out and made a video about it so if she never came out it would have been a different story it might it would have been just allegations but when she came out it just made it, it confirmed it to the whole world man i like offset hopefully he takes this energy and he puts some new music out that doesn't sound like the other 80 songs he put out in the last 12 months i think he has a new album coming out before the end of the year so hopefully that shit's fire yeah but i i don't know if it's gonna touch on this yet no nah, they won't touch on this but if he does i think he could do something real different i'm looking forward to hearing his album because I, I mentioned in this on this podcast a few episodes ago that project with 21 savage and metro and offset that shit was so fucking fire so can't wait to hear what his album's gonna sound like um just to wrap up the episode with some nba top picks (laughs) fuck hold on let's see so i was surprised to see suns traded trevor ariza to washington wizards for austin rivers and kelly Oubre. i don't know why they had to get rid of two players to get trevor ariza but i'm looking forward to see how that's gonna play out and I was also surprised to see that Jabari Parker is no longer going to be part of the Chicago Bulls rotation. He's a good player, so I don't know what's going on over there. And stay tuned to see which team he's going to get traded to. So that's pretty much all we got for you guys this episode. Again, next week, we won't be releasing um episode. We'll take a week off for the holidays. We'll be back the week after that to give you guys the... 2018 wrap up so if you've been listening to us or if you're a new listener we end the podcast the same way um we pick two to four songs each of new or upcoming r&b and hip-hop artists that we think you guys should be listening to so we'll play that at the end of the episode and we update our playlist on apple music and spotify so if you haven't followed that playlist make sure you follow it rvn space it space b-a-c-k You'll find us on all social media platforms, same in the same name, R-V-N-I-T-B-A-C-K. We appreciate the follow and any comments, and we'd, we're always looking for new heaters, so drop a line and let us know what you're listening to. So, I guess Merry Christmas since we won't be here next week, and we'll see you guys after that. Peace. Happy Holidays.
Shot like channel, my favorite color channel. Orange, I still watch cartoon channels. My favorite shows got canceled, so shout out to those assholes. I really wanna travel, window seat first class though. Lean my seat so far back, niggas think I'm fat Joe. Shoulder lean like fat Joe, shoulder lean like Uzi. We flipped that 70 show, now these bitches think I'm groovy. But I'm okay with that though, I'm looped up like a lasso. I'm happy, yeah, but most these days I be extra sad though. Gotta be extra careful, like birds around scarecrows. Not to let the sadness take advantage of my fragile. I feel so insubstantial, but I'm more than a handful. Do you know who I am, ho? I started from the gravel, and I made it here. Yeah, I made it here. Now let me make it clear, I ain't going nowhere. Bitch, I'm from Chicago, I like Giordano's. I'm in love with Deep Dish, she love all my deep shit. Hmm. But she extra shallow Might be a like 3-6 All my shit is decent I just got in the fashion I used to hate that shit But now I'm feeling like I was fucking made for this All these niggas came and went All these fucking Taylor fits I should be in Taylor game But be cushion OJ Cause my favorite color channel Orange But nothing rhymes with orange Hey, are we still recording? We recording just then? I know it's all love, but don't step on my tennis shoes I've been cutting up, trying to get it you Diving in this cut like a swimming pool I couldn't stop it even if I wanted to I know it's all love, but don't step on my tennis shoes I've been cutting up, you ain't seen any moves <laughs> Diving in this cup like a swimming pool I couldn't stop it even if I wanted to Couldn't stop it, couldn't stop I couldn't stop it, make it stop Just make it stop, make it stop I wonder if society still thinks I'm a menace Black and beautiful, hello world, I'm the business Step in this bitch and I swear I ascend it I know it's all love, but don't step on my tennis I wonder if society still thinks I'm a menace Black and beautiful, hello world, I'm the business Step in this bitch and I swear I ascend it I know it's all love but don't step on my tennis Yeah, that's it Don't know what 
Don't have to be 
But it's just my bad intentions Make it hurt so good When I get that pain for pleasure Don't mistake I'm good for you Cause I'm lying Say some crazy shit But you keep on buying Turn your attention to me Bring back all the attention to me Turn your attention to me Bring back all the attention 